your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Tuesday, April 27th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherparkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can also follow the, the Twitter account at LO underscore FLA Panthers. You can also follow the national show, Locked On NHL Pods, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget the cross-check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. Well, last night was supposed to be, I guess, a night where the Florida Panthers had an opportunity to win and they clinch a spot in the playoffs with a team that they pretty much dominated this season going four, one and one before last night's game. And here to talk about this game is my buddy from pantherparkway.com now three-time guest of the show is nick fairbanks nick how are you buddy doing well and uh thank you again for having me on uh, hopefully third time's a charm and uh, we can do many more going forward absolutely man it's funny because the second time the second time that i have a guest to do a uh game breakdown in a row it, it's resulted in a uh in a loss so it, it but hey you know, we we do these we do these recaps for whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, and unfortunately, the the some of the same issues for the Florida Panthers have are still there. The that's the best way we could put it. Where the Florida Panthers have another offer on the power play this time around, and it's continued with them going 0 for 2. And then this was a game where UC SAR was was just incredible. We're making 39 saves after the Florida Panthers got off to a one-nothing lead, but it was just nothing after that. No, and um it's around this time of the year where uh teams try to tighten up defensively. And, um, you know, this is when you need uh, special teams to come through. Um, and unfortunately, this, you know, as you said, this has been uh, the tale uh, for the last couple of weeks, uh, especially since Aaron Eckblad um, was injured. And unfortunately, it's just something that we haven't been able to figure out. Um, if you go back to the Carolina games, um, you know, that was the biggest reason why we lost the first game is that we couldn't score on the power play. They ended up scoring a shorthanded goal and a power play goal. And that was pretty much it. Um, you know, without, uh, you know, the effort of Barkoff and uh, Drager, uh, the other as well, uh, I don't think Florida wins that game. So it's something that they have to address. And, you know, it's something that I did tweet about before the Carolina game. 
um, recently is that, you know, they need to get guys moving. Uh, they can't just be stationary. It's too predictable. And, uh, you know, on top of that, uh, Keith Yandel, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know we talked about him last time. Um, what are you doing for me, man? Um, you know, you're tripping over your own feet. I hear again. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's becoming a point where, you know, it's just pride and, you know, the team can't afford that. They need to figure things out quicker rather than later because the playoffs are going to be starting really soon. And, you know, I'd rather get a higher seed than a lower seed and have to play Nashville or Dallas instead of maybe Tampa or Carolina. So, um, yeah, they better figure it out fast. Absolutely. And ever ever since taking over the show, I've been trying to be – a little patient publicly with Keith Yandel about my public criticism of him because he is a human being and all, but how, how long is it going to take, damn it, until Coach, Coach Q loses his patience and says, forget the streak and just do what's best for the team because they were playing well in spite of Keith Yandel all of this season and now his play is just costing the Panthers I mean it's cost them at times even when they were winning but damn it like in in recent in in recent games it's showing even more against the the teams that are now really on the playoff bubble where where Florida is done playing the bottom two teams of Columbus and Detroit and now you see it against the Carolina. You've seen it against the Tampa. Now, example tonight, you saw it against Nashville, tripping in his own feet and ta- taking a frustration penalty at the end away from the puck where you're down 4-1 with at least trying to close in the gap with about three minutes to go. And then away from the puck, Keith Yandel has a fr- frustration penalty way away from the play. And it's just like, my goodness, how long, how long is it going to take? Well, I think, uh, you know, you bring up a great question. Um, I think it's a question, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, I know you've been trying to keep your, (laughs) your, your thoughts and your comments, uh, private, but, um, I think we've all been asking that since last season. Um, you know, even with Mike Hoffman, you know, being able to be that guy that they can pass to and have a pretty good chance of scoring. But, um, I think this season it's taken to another level where, you can see him trying to make a decision or he just delays to make a decision and you can just see it fall apart. Um, his passes are not as crisp. Um, nobody is even biting on his delays anymore. He's not moving the puck fast enough. And, it, you know, we're paying for it. I mean, look at Carolina the other night. You know, their whole PK system is predicated on pressuring you. And, you know, the longer you hold the puck, the greater the chances you're going to be coughing it up. And, you know, we also saw, you know, that they scored a shorthanded goal, even though he wasn't one on the ice, it's still that type of mentality. That's kind of keeping them from changing things up or even, you know, having people move around, um, you know, tonight when he was tripping over his own feet and taking that penalty out of frustration that, like you mentioned, I think he understands that he's in a rut and that he's not helping the team right now. Um, you know, taking that penalty, you know, it was at the end of the game. I understand where he's at, but at the same time, you know, he's being brought in for a reason. He's on the power play for a reason. He's got to be better, and he knows he's got to be better, and he just needs to simplify his game and stop with all the sunks 
and all of the delays and everything. Just make it simple, put shots on net and see what your guys can do uh, below the, um, you know, the, the face-off circle. Yeah, because I know I know he has a cannon of a shot too from from the point too, but it, it it's also just not working from there as well. And I get it, we're missing Aaron Eckblad, and it's it's really showing as of late. It's really, really showing. Like the the Florida Panthers were able to get away with it really early during Eckblad's injury, but as time goes on, it's really shown that he has been really missed in this one. I mean, the, the, I'm trying to look for some positives here for on a game like today. I guess the one positive you could take away from that is that the Florida Panthers got their, their one goal was on a delayed penalty call where Anthony Duclair continues to find Sam Bennett right in front of the net on a delayed call with the extra skater on and they're able to convert. So the 911 line let, let's talk about a positive for a little bit. Let, the the 911 line still continues to find a way to score and at least that part for tonight the the Florida Panthers second line is still scoring. Most definitely. So, um how about Sam Bennett? Second rounder, maybe two second rounders. You know what? I would trade three second rounders for him right now with the type of play he's brought. And if I'm not mistaken, if we check the stats out, I think he has the same exact stats as Taylor Hall. And that was yeah. the player that a lot of people down here wanted. And personally, I, you know what? For what uh, he's bringing right now, I will take Bennett over Hall. You heard it here mm -hmm. on the podcast. I will take Bennett over Hall right now. And the main reason is because he adds an extra layer of uh, tenacity. And on top of that, uh, you know, he will go and get the puck for you. Um, I don't see Taylor Hall forechecking at all. Um, he's kind of just, you know, being one of those wingers that will take a, you know, uh, advantage of uh, the people that he's playing with. Whereas Bennett is actively creating um, room uh, for Uberto and even Duclair. Um, I would say Duclair is actually creating more room for the other two, but it's, it's working and he's standing up for his teammates. Um, and I think it's exactly the, the type of player that we needed. But back to the positives, um, you know, the fact that this this line uh, has gelled so quickly, um, I think will pay dividends in the playoffs because let's be honest, I don't think the Barkoff line with how many uh, iterations it's had will be able to carry us into the second round. Um, I thought we saw it last year in the play-in round where basically everybody was shut down and even the first line was shut down. Um, the fact that we now have, possibly two legit lines uh, actually will help us and uh, whoever we play going forward. But, um, you know, Sam Bennett, Duclair and Uberto, that might be a dynamite line coming in the playoffs. Absolutely. And that's your, and if you can get that production from your top six better with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating, questioning, and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest price possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control models to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This episode is brought to you by 1010 a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using diamonds only responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national expert. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th to May 1st. Now back to my conversation with Nick Fairbanks from PantherParkway.com. This was a game where Patrick Hornquist was scratched, and I'm assuming it's a maintenance day because on a back-to-back last week, he didn't play the second part. So I'm assuming this one will be what he will play tomorrow as uh, on the second night of a back-to-back. Yes. But one devastating thing that happened in the middle of the second period was Chris Drieger went out with a lower body injury in this one. Chris Drieger had a lower body injury last week, which kind of, it, it kind of helped Spencer Knight get his first start of the season where now we're not sure if that was a re-aggravation of an injury of some sort they showed the replay on the ballet sports feed and before it, it was just in the middle of a TV timeout. He goes to the bench whispers to Rob Tallis and he's out of the game. So this coach Q calls it day to day, but I believe it's a, like a re aggravation of an injury. And the thing with the NHL in general is it's, 
when it's just like upper body injury or lower body injury, it's a little bit frustrating when you just don't know as a fan, but I get it as like the players and coaches, you want to keep that like in-house. So, so that there's not like much worry in the public eye. No, you, you don't. And, um, you know, Q uh, did this a lot in Chicago where, you know, uh, the press would ask about a particular player's like upper body day to day, maybe week to week. I don't know. We'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> he, he's just very brief about it. He doesn't give it a lot of, uh, you know, energy, which, you know, uh, as you said, it's understandable and I'm actually okay with it. I know it's frustrating as fans, but you know, it doesn't give the other team an advantage because then they have to prepare for the possibility that, Hey, maybe this is just precautionary and maybe Drager felt something while he was playing and he just decided, Hey, listen, maybe I, you know, better err on the side of caution and just, you know, sit this one out. Um, but I think the concerning thing is, is that, um, you know, if this is something that is possibly re-aggravated and it's going to keep them out for an extended period of time, um, what I want to know is how do Panther faithful feel about Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight being the duo going into the playoffs? And um, I think somebody dubbed the new duo Bob Knight. So um, I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> give kudos to whoever named that tandem. But um, I actually want to know your thoughts on that. Like, you know, how would you feel about going in with, Bob and Knight as your goaltenders. I'll, I'll take credit for the Bob Knight because I said that in our Panther Parkway chat as a reference to the legendary college basketball coach Bob Knight from I believe it was uh, Texas Tech that he coached under. But I'm I don't know. Like Spencer Knight has only played one NHL game ever, and the professional game is so much different than college and sure there was there's I I looked at some of the replays of the of the Columbus game that he played in and there's still a few things that he could work on but he's only played one game in the NHL and to throw him into the fire in a playoff series is something I don't know if I want to put on so early on so on a 20 year old however if need be i know he will be mentally prepared i know he'll do what it takes to mentally prepare and go into a playoff series so and i don't think he's the type of person who will get get shaken up easily and that's one thing that i talk with the locked on boston college podcast host aj black he told me all about how composed he is, but how is it going to translate in just after just only one game in the NHL level? That's that it's more of an unknown, if anything. So let me share something with you. So the St. Louis blues, the cup winning team Mm -hmm. back in 2018, 2019, do you know when Jordan Bennington actually played his first NHL game? Was it in January? It was in January, and he was drafted, uh, I think, approximately, I think, six or seven years previous. Mm -hmm. And he played his first game in January of 2019 and ended up winning the Cup later that year. Hmm. He got hot. He was ready. He was stable, just like Spencer is. So, I mean, history dictates that, you know, if somebody can get on a roll and they're confident and they have everything that Spencer has, why not? 
why can't it be Florida and why can't it be Spencer and Bob taking us all the way? That's just that that would be the only thing that I would bring up. That is a very, very fair point. And let's not forget that the St. Louis Blues in January were in last place and they probably put Jordan Bennington there as a let's see what we got. And they weren't they probably nobody expected at the time to for them to make a run. And also (laughs) Jordan Bennington just got paid earlier this season, too, by the St. Louis Blues. So congratulations to to him and that was probably at the time they they probably thought at the time the the season was over and let's just see what the kids got the panthers i think about it i think about it like this they were putting biddington there at a time when they were losing the panthers are putting spencer knight at a time where they're winning but a goalie is injured but it might not be long term so that gives me a little bit less of a possibility that Spencer Knight would be inserted. But however, like you said, Q doesn't really disclose anything injury related. So we don't even, he might say it's short term, but it might not even be short term. So who knows? That might be a possibility. It's something that we could speculate all we want, but I don't think we'll have really an indication of it until probably later this week and is is it something worth putting our energy towards too much i really don't know and bob might start like two or three more games in a row before they're reevaluating chris Drieger again because q did say that he did want to go back to his regular goalie rotation of course. And I mean, it's worked all season, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Bobrovsky's had a bounce back season, which is very good to see. Um, and Chris Drieger's just continued off of his uh, fantastic breakout season that he had last year. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I'm actually waiting to see what he, uh, Q has uh, queued up for the team uh, in the final stretch of games, just because, you know, as you said, Hornquist set out tonight and, I do believe it's a maintenance day, and I do believe he's going to start giving players uh, time off. But, you know, they need to clinch first. Um, tonight would have been uh, – or last night would have been the perfect opportunity. Um, but, you know, you can't win every single game. And, you know, unfortunately, this one just seemed to get away. And, you know, I don't think that we have to think too much about it. It's just a game that wasn't going their way. Um, you know, but they have some things to work on that they know that they have to work on. And, you know, we just go on to the next. Um, you know, I don't view this as a – as a game that we need to dread over like in seasons past where, you know, this is, you know, Oh no, this is going to spell doom and gloom for the rest of the season. Or, you know, the team isn't going to, you know, (laughs) perform after this, Um, you know, they're still in the driver's seat of where they're going to be. And, you know, as long as they can, you know, get the second or third seed, you know, they'll they'll be just fine. And, um, you know, I can't wait to see what happens uh, in the dance coming up. Mm -hmm. And, the the cats are only two points away from clinching a playoff spot, which thankfully with a loss like there's a four one loss, there's a back to back, and you could just go into tomorrow's game and just play hockey immediately. That's the best part about this sport. When you have a back to back, you lose, you you just get right back at it the next day. And the thing is with that as well, thankfully 
the Florida Panthers have two more matchups against uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, which will come at the end of the season. So there's, despite losing tonight, there's still a control of their own destiny to at least get home ice in the first round. I believe their chances of getting the division title are over. Carolina did get a point tonight against the Dallas Stars. They did lose in overtime, and that that also stings that the Florida Panthers missed out on a on an opportunity to catch up to Carolina even but even with a regulation win I don't think it would have made too much of a difference for Florida's division chances because of the games in hand that Carolina has but you know a win a win would have definitely helped bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but the NBA Major League Baseball and the NHL are in full swing BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code. Locked On. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Now back to my conversation with Nick Fairbanks from PantherParkway.com. Good news, though. Noel Chari returned to the lineup. He started on the first line, but then made his way to the fourth line. I mean, he missed over a week. So Gustav was inserted back in the first line, and Carter Hage is scheduled to come back in the next homestand. So there is a little bit of good. The, the, The Panthers are looking to hopefully become healthier as playoff time arrives. Yeah, and uh, I'll give Noel Chari uh, a game or two to get back in the groove of things. Um, I know last time I was on that, you know, I could see uh, Achari fitting into that top line just because, again, he he is the guy that kind of glues the team together. So, um, you know, happy to see him back. Um, you know, he's definitely going to be important to the push um, and also when we get into those playoff games. Um, now, as far as, you know, good things that are happening um, – I have to say I've been very pleased uh, with the defense, you know, not only all season, but even with the pickups that we've gotten. So, you know, you have Montour who's come in and, you know, he hasn't been that quote unquote chart seed that, you know, a lot of people (laughs) like to refer uh, to him as, you know, just because he played on an awful Buffalo Sabres team. Um, I've honestly not seen any issues with his game. Um, you know, that shorthanded goal against uh, with Carolina that was on Gusev. But, um, you know, I think we're pretty solid on the back end. I have no qualms about, you know, how we're playing and how we're getting things done on the back end, which, you know, in previous years or last couple of years, you could say the exact opposite. So, um, you know, looking forward to see what this group can do. And uh, maybe Montour can take over the first overall or the first power play unit or even uh, – Mr. Forsling could take over for Mr. Yandel so uh, he can take a take a seat on the bench and uh, see what he needs to do to simplify his game. And speaking of power play, 
the coach Q did experiment with Brandon Montour with power play two, but then he put Mackenzie Weger tonight on power play two, but Yandel still <laughs> remains on power play one in this one. And I don't know how long it's going to take before, before there's a change in that. I would love to see for my, my preference is Forsling on power play one, just to see what he's got to, just to there, there, there needs to be some type of experiment because you know, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And it seems like that's what it is with this current power play that the Florida Panthers are, are, are putting out there. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, I I think change will eventually happen, but you know, let's not, uh, let's not keep going back on it just because, you know, I, I think that's just been the, uh, the busted tire of a car, uh, lately. Mm-hmm. So, um, but as, as far as the positives go, if, if the Panthers in fact do get healthy, you know, you have Carter Verhage coming back and, you know, he was the one that I, I think by far with him and Duclair on the first line really made things go. Um, I, I think that's going to open up a world of opportunity for Barkoff and, uh, you know, whoever plays on the first line, uh, even Marchman. Um, you know, I know a lot of people, you know, we're on the fence of him being on the first line because they said he killed plays. Well, did they ever notice that he was actually extending plays just by putting a stick in the way of somebody or mm-hmm. even putting a body on somebody? So I think there's a lot of things that we're missing right now uh, from an injury standpoint that once we get everybody back healthy, that will be back to our program. And I think things will uh, fall back into place. And let's not forget that the majority of the second line this year was Wenberg, Hornquist, Huberto. And that line has pretty much shifted down as a 2A line, if you if you want to put it that way. And you could put a marchman on line one when he comes back and put Gusev right back on right on line three, or if you could put Gusev on line one and put a marchman on line three, which however you want to put it. And I, I, I don't want to use, I don't want to use the typical term that a lot of hockey people use with hot goaltender, but UC Soros was great tonight. There were so many chances in front of the net and my goodness, I'm, I'm very impressed by Anthony Duclair's passing as of late, even when they're not converting goals, Anthony Duclair is finding people in front of the net. He he found Bennett for a goal. He found Montour on a chance as he was cutting. Um, and Duclair has just been amazing as of late. And I'm and he's an RFA. Forsling's an RFA. Bennett is an RFA. And the Panthers hold a lot of the cards for keeping this team together going forward. And uh, that's an amazing job by Bill Zito to uh, acquire uh, those caliber of players while maintaining those rights and those cards, as you say, um, you know, and he, he got most of those players for either picks or players that were not going to fit the mold of the team that it is now. Um, so again, Bill, thank you for doing what you've done so far in less than a year on the job. Um, I know all of us in South Florida really appreciate it and cats fans uh, around the United States or even around the world appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I, I'd have to say that Anthony Duclair has definitely turned it up a gear. I know I've, uh, you know, been a little bit hard on him because from everything that I've seen on him, uh, he's a goal scorer and he hasn't done that a lot this year. 
Um, and unfortunately, he has one move that he tries to score on every time. It's just to try to take it wide inside by himself, one-handed. Um, but I think one thing about his game that he has refined is that instead of just, you know, hopefully driving it every single time, he is looking out for help or he is looking out for that man that is cutting towards the net and he's finding success with it. Um, I know he did it earlier in the season. I mean, um, my wife is going to hate me for saying this, but uh, <laughs> he did throw a puck across the crease in an overtime game over to Hepo Niemi and Hepo was able to knock the puck out of the air and score. So against Detroit, I remember. Yeah. And I was elated. She was not. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, right uh, Hep- Hepo Niemi and Denisenko have been recalled to the taxi squad from Syracuse. Correct. So um, I actually can't wait to see if they're going to get any playing time, um, you know, in the last couple of games of the season, uh, maybe against Tampa, maybe not, but they will be good players to have uh, waiting in the wings. But um no, I, I think Anthony Duclair has definitely added a dimension to his game that will only make him more dangerous. And I just hope he finds consistency in his game going forward because then, you know, when it comes to contract signing and everything, um, you know, maybe maybe it's something that we could leverage, uh, you know, maybe against him and maybe having him sign a, uh, a mid-term deal at a low dollar amount. And have you noticed that he's committing more penalties? Not, not committing more penalties, drawing more penalties now. Yes, um, a lot of them are hooks, um, and a lot of them are holding, clutching, grabbing. Um, you know, there's a few of them where he should have gotten penalty shots on. I know he scored one already this year, but there's been many other chances where he should have gotten a few uh, penalty shots. Mm-hmm. And and speed kills in this game sometimes. When you could just get anybody out of position when their hips aren't aligned and their arms are extended, you could create so many opportunities to get on the man advantage, but... I mean, I don't want to go back to I, I don't want to go back to talking about the power play. Let's not. So but but that <laughs> gives but that gives an opportunity to go on the power play. And that's what Anthony Duclair does does really well. And you know what? The Cats came out slow, even though they scored a goal being outshot 13 to 6. They came out hot in the second and showed signs of life, but just a lot of defensive lapses in this one. But they have an opportunity to come back tomorrow. Sergei Bobrovsky is likely to start again. Well, not again, but likely <laughs> to play again on the second night in a row after coming in for Drieger. And we'll see what, what goes on with the goalie rotation here on out. Yeah. And, you know, let's not, uh, let's not put the horse before the cart. You know, maybe it's something minor with Drieger, you know, and I know a lot of people want him to have the starting job, but, um, considering, you know, the kind of depth that this organization has now, um, you know, partly in thanks to uh, former GM Dale Talon, you know, for drafting the way he, he did. And then also Bill Zito, um, you know, for, you know, actually signing Spencer Knight, because I know that there was some reports that there was some conflict there, but they seem to have been able to work it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a back-to-back game, um, you know, Good thing about these type of games is that you can just forget about the previous game and just going to the next one like it never happened. And uh, just make sure you take care of business. Um, if you win, you're in. Uh, if you don't, then it's just another opportunity that you have to take uh, advantage of on the next game uh, after that. 
Yep, you you beat you beat me to it when it came to saying the win and you're in. I wanted to finish that, but you beat me right to it. But I want to. I'm sorry, th- sir. I, I I will defer. You can go back and take it. <laughs> nah, nah, you're good, man. But Nick, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And tonight we we were hoping to celebrate a playoff clinching win, but hey. It looks like we're going to have to take care of that business tonight and bounce back. And I feel the Florida Panthers have been great coming back after losses for the most part this season, with the exception of two separate three game winning streaks. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how the Panthers will come out tomorrow against Nashville in their final game against Nashville in the regular season. So I want to thank you once again for joining me on this episode of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And for everybody who wants to find you, where can they find you online? Um, they can find me on Twitter uh, at Prudentia Zero. And then also I do write for the Panther Parkway uh, website, Panther Parkway dot com and uh just want to say thank you again for having me on um you know let's just make it a turn up tuesday uh and let's celebrate a uh a playoff uh birth yep and hope and hopefully it's that same tone tomorrow and for us our panther parkway buddies and all of florida panther fans so thank you once again nick thank you And thank you once again to Nick Fairbanks of PantherParkway.com for joining me on the show tonight to break down this 4-1 loss against the National Predators. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Follow the Twitter page at LO underscore FLA Panthers. If you want to email me, you could email me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. You could also follow the national show. Don't forget about that. LockedOnNHL, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And don't forget... The Crosscheck NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.